Artlist.io. Every single day I feel the pressure. Double up the work, let's make it extra. Working so my mother get a rest, yo. Working like I never know I'm blessed, yo. Every single day I feel the pressure. Welcome back. Welcome back to That One Studio. It's your boy C-Rock here on the What Are You Made Of show. Playing uh, TJ Hickey's Pressure. I love that song. I love opening this show and closing the show to that song. And I never met TJ Hickey, but shout out to TJ uh, for putting together a good track for us here. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have a great guest again in the house today on the What Are You Made Of show. Uh, we've met Yegi through my partner Todd doing some reach outs to other podcast hosts. We love connecting with people, collaborating with people. You know, they say your network is your net worth, and uh, we believe that. And, and you know, the other thing is with this mission that I'm on, which is to create unstoppable people to live in the life of their dreams, I need to be around as many people as possible. And that's what we do. So uh, I thought that Yegi would be a great guest for the show, and we have her here. Yegi, what's happening? Well, hi, Sirak. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the show, and I have a similar mission as you to spread that badass unstoppable message um with focus on happiness so that's my main goal is to spread the um, wisdom that i've come across through my years of running a business trying to like really live a balanced happy life when it comes to the business world and my personal life so my mission comes close to yours but with the focus of just the key thing is try to get people to live happily, but while they're unstoppable, while they're doing everything that they want to do. So I'm very excited to connect and see how we can, you know, help make this world a better place. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, I was checking out your Instagram and all that and seeing that you're doing podcasting. Uh, let me actually introduce you properly. You're an entrepreneur who's the founder and CEO of Yegi Beauty and the host of the Yegi Project podcast. Uh, the entrepreneurial spark ignited for you when uh, you declined the promotion because you were considered too young. Interesting. And decided to quit <laughs> and start your own business and prove everyone wrong. And then you got into um, uh, the salon business and and uh, helping people with eyelash extensions and things like that. And then and then from there, I, I'm assuming we're going to hear the story, but from there, like you, you, I think you found a mission. Like all of a sudden this mission hits you or something. Not, like, can you can you share with us like what happened and all that? Like how did you get on this path that you're on right now? Okay, so I'll try to say it quick. Of course, it's always a long story, but I'll give you guys the important details. Um, so back in 2000, I want to say like 2010. Okay, so I founded my company officially started it in 2015. Um, but back in 2010, this is when, you know, I, I was, I was young. How old was I? 1920. Um, so this is when I was going through the life of, okay, what do I want to be? What do I like? Where do I want my career to go? Dating world, you know, the struggle of finding like the right partner. Still, I always wanted kids and family life. Like my priorities, I had a lot of wants and needs with personal life and also success. Um, but I felt kind of lost. So that's kind of where it started with um, trying to start learning. And that's when I started. Um, I actually started out with relationship books. Okay, so I um, I was having a hard time with a boy friend and at that point like great guy you know like if i look was, back was I this could... in la by the way 
LA, yes. Yeah, you were in LA at that time. I didn't know if you were still there. Yes, or, I was. I, yeah. I, okay. I I was born in Armenia, but we moved here when I was nine years old, and I've been in LA ever since. So this is okay, home gotcha. to me. <laughs> okay, so we're talking um, about a boyfriend that was in LA, which like guys in LA are different than a lot of places. Like, let's just, <laughs> I just want to put that out there for everybody. <laughs> But great guy, nothing wrong. Yeah. Like looking back, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe it could have worked now, but it was just, we were in different places, just not the right fit. But at that point I was young. I just didn't get it. I didn't get like, why is this not working? Like we both wanted to work, but why am I like not getting my needs filled? So I kind of started out with research and relationships. And that's where I fell in love with self-help books, learning about like the men brain, the woman brain, and really like learning to be more um, understanding of the other person's point of view versus blaming them or oh, he's a bad guy or he's a bad boyfriend or he doesn't love me so then that's kind of where I fell in love with the self-help guidance um, but it really quickly transitioned into success money wealth and mentality type of um, research and education so I read many many books and then it led to me like changing and sh shifting my mindset said into how do how do I become successful but not successful only financially but overall in life and um that that slowly led me to okay well if I want to be successful this everything's great but I definitely need the money piece I have a lot to give I want to share the love I want to sh share the wealth I want to give it away but I first I need to become a millionaire so then my mission kind of became I you have to become a millionaire and prior to at that point I actually already had my bachelor's degree I was finishing my master's degree I have a background in business and accounting and I was climbing the corporate ladder in the um, in an office world I was in higher education I was doing um, uh, counseling uh, um, academic and financial counseling for a university and at that point, I was like, okay, well, I did everything wrong, right. I have my master's degree, followed the cookie cutter American dream. And I applied for a higher position because I was like, okay, I need, I did everything right. I need the money piece. Like I want this luxury lifestyle. I, I deserve it. You know, I've worked really, really hard. And I realized, oh my God, I'm not going to make that much money working for someone else. And that's when I, I decided that, um, well, actually, I got denied that job opportunity that I applied mainly actually at that point I was about 19 maybe 19 and a half but I I qualified for the position I was confident that I I would perform but um I understand you know I understand that they didn't think I was old enough to be able to manage like a bigger team and the, I was going to ma be managing professors like college professors as a 19 year old you know now looking back as I'm older I could see where they were hesitant about that dynamic um but anyways that pushed me off like the ledge I was like you know what if you guys don't think I could be a leader I've been with this company for six years I've done everything right I have the education background I have the experience if you guys don't believe that I could be a leader and take this this next leap I'm gonna be my own boss I'm gonna give myself the title right and that's when it triggered me to start my own business but at that point I had no idea what business to start. I don't have any family that has ever really like owned their business. I have no guidance. I've only worked in like higher education straight out of college. Uh, my background's 
again, education and um, accounting, I can't start a firm, all of those seemed unrealistic. But then that's when I remembered, okay, I have a passion for beauty. And I actually did have my cosmetology license, which you need a license to practice in beauty. Um, and I had done that for fun, like out of high school, like on the side, just, you know, I was a young girl, I wanted to know how to do my hair and makeup. But anyways, it kind of all fell together. And I, I said, Okay, I'm just gonna start a salon. And I'm gonna while I'm starting the salon, this is when I can study and um, take my um, exam for the CPA to actually become a CPA. That was the ultimate goal. But I, I quickly learned that God or the universe has has different plans, you know, we have like these desires of this lifestyles. And I'm a big believer in like energy and um, the law of attractions. And we just sometimes have to be open minded to take a different path than we thought. And that's kind of where the path led me um, in like growing the business and slowly like the salon turned into specialty salon for eyelash extensions. And at that time, it was not a popular service. Now it's become a lot more popular and um uh, i gained a lot of attraction and people wanted me to train them so then the academy then we ended up having an academy it's weird like all my background started tying together did you have a did you have a place like a salon that was open in la too like a physical yes. place or did you go to okay i didn't know if you went to people's houses or no no so i went full in i said you know what okay. and you know i was lucky in a way but i made smart decisions when i was younger so i had a good job so before i quit the job fully i got a business loan i qualified i pulled out my 401k i actually accidentally put a lien on my parents house and got the extra business loan I didn't even understand what I was doing half of it but I was in over like hundred thousand dollars debt and at that point that seemed like a lot of money now it's like okay it's just for business it's investing but at that point you know when you have nothing that was a lot of money to um to go in debt with so but that, but that actually kind of put fire under me. And I was so confident that I'm going to make it like no matter what, it's going to happen. You know, like I have to like I can't let my parents stay on the street. This is their house. Once I learned that they actually put a lien on the house for the business loan so I could qualify <laughs> for it. But um, crazy, like, of course, a lot of ups and downs with that. In the beginning, it was like really hard to build clientele because I went in it with I literally opened the brick and mortar, hired people, did everything without having any branding, any business name, right? Nothing. Uh, I mean, any clientele. When you went in there, when you went in there and started that, like, how did you start promoting that business? Like, how did you start getting customers? And did you remember, like, when you finally started seeing people come in and they were paying you and you had some momentum? You remember that time? Of course, yes, because it was difficult. So a lot of it... um a lot of it was word of mouth. And you know what? A, a lot of times we fear to like dive right in. But I do believe like if we wholeheartedly dive into something like and not give up, it will work out for us. So what I did was just having that physical location in my location had a lot of good foot traffic. It was across like a, a mall mall area so you can see it um we literally had people standing in front of the door give brochures like all the old school physical word of mouth type of marketing alongside social media but on on social media like i have a love and hate relationship with social media because i've known people who have millions of followers and they're not making any money and then there's people who have 100 followers and 
as a business and that was me back then too i think we started with like 300 followers on the yegi beauty page and but i was making really good money with the business so it's i like to always mention that so people take that with a grain of salt too because sometimes people think oh they just focus so much with trying to build like their social media versus actually building their business so it, it it's almost two different worlds you know two different sales channels you do want to put attention on social media but it's not everything um but uh, yeah yeah, so those are the things we did and word of mouth you know treat your clients well great customer service um ask them like you ask as you shall receive right so ask them to spread the word we relied highly on our like current client base to spread the word so they were telling their friends their family members and it just um slowly grew like that now do you still have the salon now um i do we do have the salon it's not that location um that specific location i closed down for COVID. decided to shift gears um i'm also a mother of two and i'm currently pregnant um so everything was (laughs) thank you and everything was happening a lot together with COVID. So at that point I had two like office and warehouse locations and the physical salon that was the original um, location. But when COVID hit, COVID hit and I was a high risk pregnant, I had like a one year old and I was pregnant with the second one with all the stress of like lockdowns and not functioning at a physical location. Salons were shut down and there was still everything. I was like, you know what? something in me right now is telling me I need to just like take a pause you know I've learned to listen to my intuition and gut feeling and redirect I think that's my favorite word so just redirect when something's not working instead of stressing out so that's when I decided to close that location we stopped doing services for a um, couple of years instead I focused on the e-commerce the physical um, like store to shop for products and um, the education part of it so we have online yeah. and online site classes so that well, well, um, la just to, just to let everybody know la was like really long with the lockdown like i would go to was. la and and where i came from in maryland like everything was up hustling bustling i go to la and we're like you still got to wear masks and and, mm-hmm. and, and you got to eat outside if you're not vaccinated and it was like we were like just totally different it rules so tough. yeah yeah, especially yeah, for beauty time. businesses. Honestly, people still wanted to get the service because this is one thing that made us feel good, you know. So um, it was a struggle for a lot of salon owners because a lot of um, uh service providers ended up taking clients from home because that was like their only option and then the the business the physical salon loses customers because now people are getting used to doing stuff from home so it was like a really big um big change that covid made like that sir uh, like the service beauty service world go through but now it's it's getting back to normal yeah um did you, we've do been you find that, like in, do, do you find that in la that that uh, a lot of people didn't want the lockdown for that long not just business owners because business owners obviously they want their business to come in but like do you, did you find that it seemed like a lot of people were just getting annoyed by the longevity of the lockdown <laughs> 
From the people that I was around, yes, honestly. Um, I've never fully locked down anything. I like, like I said, I'm a big believer of whatever's meant to happen is gonna happen. Yes, be cautious, don't be stupid and like overly risky, but I never fully shut down anything. We were still functioning like cautiously in our back end in the warehouse. We were shipping stuff out. Um, so and in my family hold to like take the COVID test be safe but we were still throwing parties and and we celebrated new year's i remember that year nobody like everybody was alone for new year's and christmas i was like no whoever wants to take a covid test feel safe enough come over to my house like we're celebrating i'm tired of like seeing people sad and depressed and and like not knowing what to do with themselves so yeah um so the people around me i i think (laughs) The type of people I surround myself with, they were over and nobody wanted yeah. to, to be shut down. Now, now you, you mentioned earlier on about the first books you started with were uh, relationship books. And obviously you're pregnant now, you have two kids. Like, what did you figure out with relationships? And and then, and then how did you find the, the man that you're with now? Like, do you, do you credit some of the lessons you learned in those books to... Oh, yes. I think I've learned a lot. Like at one point, I'm like, I feel like I'm an expert in relationships. All my friends and everybody would come to me. And I think the main thing is just understanding how different a man and a woman is also built. You know, our brains work differently. And besides a man and a woman, like we all function differently. Just because I do something in a certain way, it's not personal towards you. If you're my boyfriend or husband, that's on me. So I think the biggest lesson I've learned, not only in in romantic relationships, but in any relationships, nothing upsets me. Like I'm right now, it's like, you know, once you get to a point where you're like, okay, you know, I know who I am. I'm confident enough in the things that I do where I know I'm not doing anything to hurt anybody or upset anybody on purpose. Then if somebody else is doing something that is not to my liking, I almost say, well, it's not on me. It's it's on them you know it's not I don't I try not to take it personal maybe they went through some sort of child trauma maybe they went they had a bad experience in the past maybe they're currently going through a divorce which um you know working with clients um and customer service I've learned that like I've had some people treat me poorly but once I had that mindset hey it's not personal they're not just trying to disrespect me or be mean to me they're actually maybe going through something and I treated them back with kindness and patience and just kind of like been like okay like what can I do to you know make it better and at the end of it like even one client like I remember this specifically because she was being I'm a I, I think I'm a very nice person and I like to please like in customer service, you know? <laughs> so I was like, she was just being so unreasonably like not working with me. And at the end of it, I was like, well, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to give her a minute and just like kind of go with it. And at the end of it, she started crying. She's like, I'm so sorry. You've been so nice. Yeah. I'm actually going through a divorce. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. I was like nice to her. You know, she just needed yeah. somebody to to project on not everybody knows how to how to handle their emotions in a healthy way they project it on to other people um and that's one other thing i've learned to not take it personally so i think just in any relationship huge. that's the huge. that's the yes that's the main thing yeah that that's huge i mean one of the things is i have unconditional love for people i don't have to like what they do but i love the person the soul the spirit of that person 
And then the other thing is never take offense to anything. It's given me so much control. I'm so glad, Yegi, that you said that. Like, I, I have control and responsibility over everything once I don't take offense. Like, nobody can get under my skin. They have no strings on me. And it's a powerful position to take. Now, what's... It really what's, is. Hard to get there, but it really is. Yeah, but, but I mean, I think it's, it's hard to get there because we don't know... We don't know the power of it, but if we really knew the power of it and what's behind it, then it would be like, oh, I'm in control when I don't take offense to anything. It's like, you know, because I used to, by the way, I used to be one, you know, I had my grandmother was like a tough lady. She used to get in fights at Little League baseball games. They didn't, she didn't take shit from anybody. You know, I used to watch gangster movies and watch Joe Pesci, like not take shit from people. And I thought when you don't take shit from people and you were tough and you're like, ah, and you tell people off, that made you powerful. But it was yeah, so wrong. that's a cool thing you know, to do. So wrong. You know, yeah, so, it's what we're did... conditioned with, and I think that's yeah. what a lot of the, for me personally, the self help books did. And like I said, I, quickly, I just got obsessed with the idea of being successful and rich. And those are the type of like books I was reading. And and then I started like reading bios of like really like in the history and current like really wealthy people. Um, and then I that's when I connected the dots. It's not the business they're in. It's not really their background. It's not what they've been through. It's not where they are in the world. It's really the mentality and the way we um make our decisions our daily uh, the choices we make on the daily and how we choose to live that really makes someone successful and no matter what they do so that's why there's there's people who are literally in the same exact line of work but one is like a multi-millionaire and the other one is struggling so this is one thing i always like to point out too um is a lot of times people like um I don't know, follow people, celebrities or people on social media and they get obsessed with this type of work or this type of career or this type of lifestyle because they think if they do exactly what that person does, they're also going to be able to live that mm -hmm. lifestyle. But that's, that's, and it doesn't work. And, but that's the reason why it doesn't work. Cause first we need to work on ourselves to get to be the right person before we get into the right type of business. I want to say, yep. No, I'm with you 100%. How, how's motherhood changed you? Oh, it kicked my butt. <laughs> so my kids are still very young. So I've always had the personality of I could do like a lot. I can handle a lot. Um, but of course, you know, when it's just you, even when it's other people, but not your kids, you can mostly have control over it. Right. Like for my even for my husband or my parents, like somebody else. Yeah, I can't have control over them. But they're adults like I can choose to live with or accept certain things or not right or have a conversation with them with kids um it's been a challenge so I think uh for me to have um uh, have that responsibility with one kid because my, both my kids are still very young one is three and one is one and a half so I wanted to do them back to back I love kids I always known I wanted four kids so I was like okay I'm gonna suck it up and go through this mom era but I'm gonna try to figure out how to do it all right um and I think I've handled it okay but like it or not it does change you I think for a certain for actually 
for almost two years, I became more cautious, less risk-taking. I realized I kind of lost that badass mentality of like, I'm unstoppable. Um, and I had to kind of do all that work again, because since I had done all that work was 2010. Like, wow, that's already like 15 years mm -hmm. ago, right? I've yeah. continued yeah. to do that work, but in a much smaller scale. I feel like I needed kind of like a re-revamp. And recently, I, I think, like just probably uh, like three weeks ago I finally got back to my ultimate like state of living in that like happiness and gratitude and just like loving everything about my life um, but it took a lot of work again after kids it really threw me off and you know as a woman like it's not an excuse but really like to me um, a lot of times like I a lot of times I have kind of like a men brain. I want to feel like it's like, no excuses. Like, don't blame anything. But you can't, you can't help it. Like your body goes through changes, your hormones. And then this is for my husband as well. Like he kind of lost it too. And it's the lack of sleep, the lack of control of like having your day being how you want your day to go. Mm -hmm. You know, I think as humans, yeah. our biggest struggle is if we don't have control. And one big example, I realized like, I don't mind waking up at 6 a.m. or 6 30 to get things done like how I want to get things done but when it's my kid waking me up at six without my like want or you know my my <laughs> me having that plan it's a problem so I recently got into meditation to try to have uh, like a different outlet. I think that was part of my new journey after parenthood to have like a extra um, extra like tool in my pocket to be in like peace and in a happy place. Because um, like I said, I'm currently pregnant again and I'm not allowed to work out before working out and running was my outlet to get into my happy place. And since I haven't and I'm high risk, so I haven't been able to um to do that so that's why i got into meditation and i think it was just again a grand plan of um of my journey to have that extra tool um so so yeah now, i you, think uh, do, you, do you walk are you walking a lot um, okay, I'm walking. So let me tell you why, why I said three weeks. So my first kid, we had a really big scare. Um, I was about five months pregnant and I went to my regular visit and the doctor basically said like, you're going to lose this baby. Like this is going to be born early. Like it's going to either have a lot of health problems, even if he makes it. Okay, so super scary. Put me a lot of meds, bed rest, that messed with my head. Um, but at that time, I was still pretty like mentally strong. I was like, no, I don't care. Even if I have a 1% chance, this kid's making it. I did my like vision boards. I print out pictures of like me, my husband and like a baby. I'm like, I'm just gonna <laughs> imagine and put it out there. I'm like, I just know, like, I just know this kid's meant to be in this world. And I'm not gonna listen to like my chances as statistics and give up because one of the options was also to like, um, have like, voluntary like abortion and and like just you know almost like give up on it and and um and try again right um but I was like no you know like everything's gonna be fine I know I'm gonna like we're just we're gonna take our odds even if it's one or two percent whatever it is thank god everything worked out but I had a hard time so I had that high risk of delivering too early so I had to be on bed rest so with the second kid they can do like a precautionary procedure so I was like okay I'm gonna do that so with the second kid 
same thing excuse me i did the precautionary procedure and um uh i took it easy i wasn't fully on bed rest but i had to take it super easy um fine but again everything turned out fine and now again with the third kid i was like you know what with me going through all this stuff again and trying to get back to my like optimal state um i was like i'm done being afraid like i'm uh, tired of like having Mm -hmm. this fear that this kid's gonna be born early or some health issues or i can't walk i can't vacation i should stay close to the hospital i should take it easy like blah 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 so i was like i'm done i'm gonna be continue i'm gonna go back to my old personality and i'm gonna be fearless and literally one um like three four weeks ago i was meditating and i just couldn't stop thinking about vacationing with my whole family like my husband and my two kids and myself and i was like i'm gonna do it like this is kind of almost like a sign to prove to myself that you truly like should be fearless so if you could be fearless and really like you have faith that everything's gonna work out and you really believe like in that because that's the message i preach too like go for it you know we're we we can do whatever we want um so i was like if you genuinely preach that message you have to live by it and prove to yourself you're gonna do this and everything's gonna be fine so um and along so where did you go where did you go well, uh, my husband said, you're crazy. Um, we're not doing this. So I was like, it's going to be fine. And traveling with toddlers is is a challenge on its own. We, we <laughs> He didn't want to do that either because it's not easy. And, you know, you will go on vacation to have fun, not like fight with toddlers because they're not cooperating because they're tired. You know, it's not ideal for them to travel. So I told him, you know what, we're going to leave it like open. We're going to buy a one-way ticket to New York because that puts us closer to Europe. Uh, from LA so we bought a one-way ticket to New York and then just kind of took it from there and I actually recorded a recent podcast with the whole story of this and all the lessons and why it just kind of was like my finale like this vacation was my finale of getting back to my optimal state um, of like gratitude and happiness but 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 Yegi why did you go to New York instead of like a a tropical destination or something like where there's oh we wanted to yeah we wanted to cut the so New York was just like our stopping point to cut the flight because with two like toddlers having an 18 19 hour flight not good and honestly like I had this vision to be in Italy so um I wanted to go I've been to Italy before and like I had this vision to be here with my whole family just but like almost like in a village where it's like peaceful no stress i wanted just to like just i just wanted to to, that's what i envisioned it didn't end up being italy but i did end up having that vision of like the nature and what we what we were in because i wanted to see with all the madness that's going on in the world i wanted to like disconnect from that and put myself and my family in like this magical place of the world that exists but we choose sometimes not to see it we focus on all the negative but the world honestly has so much beauty to offer and that's that was like my calling i just needed to do that to prove to myself everything's gonna be fine um yeah, like, like it. even if the baby's born like in the airplane it's still gonna be fine like stop worrying right i um, I, I love that i i hate i hate <laughs> the fact that people have to be on bed rest and listen because the doctors really i think they they're just trying to cover their ass i i, I really believe that women like it's it's it starts here man you know, but look, we're running know. out of time and I want to, uh, yeah, yeah, I respect your time. I, I want to make sure that we cover a couple of things here. So right now, what are you focused on right now? And where can people get in, in, in touch with you if they want to, you know, go deeper with you? 
Yeah, so um, once I found out my purpose, uh, I kind of shifted my full attention from like the beauty business that's still running, it's functioning on its own. I have employees, I still, you know, put some effort in it. But the Yegi project is really like my project to spread this message to help people live in their optimal happy state, because I really do believe that if more people are genuinely happy in the world, we will change the world for a better place. Um, And I do that through like, helping people run or have successful businesses or work on their personal life. So I think it's, it, it has to go hand in hand. So, um, the Yegi project is where you'll find that, but my main Dot business com, is right? Yegi beauty. The, reg- the Yegi project.com. Right. And then also you yes. can check it out on Instagram, uh, the Yegi project as well. And then you have the podcast as well. So if people want to check that out too, uh, man, I, I love what you're doing. I love the, the the discovery that you've been through. And I love the fact that you're living fearless because I think um, I believe in that. So uh, I want to thank you for being here. I look forward to, you know, working with you. And work, you know, we got to collab on something because you're, you're awesome. We're aligned with some things. And I, I see some definitely some ways that I can help you. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And uh, thank you for being here, Yegi. Awesome. Thank you so much. I look forward for future opportunities again. Thank you for having me. And thank you to the listeners for being here with us today. Awesome. That's right. You heard her. Thank you for being here watching or listening. However, you're consuming this content. I really appreciate all of your, all of your support. Keep coming back. We're going to keep bringing you great guests. It's your boy C-Rock signing off from that one studio on the What Are You Made Of show. Until next time, hang tight, Yegi. Until next time, be that one. <laughs>